Hi, we're the Real Moms of Bravo, where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes or less. We know that moms live a hard life balancing kids, work, and all the Bravo shows, so we're here to help recap all of your favorite drama. Listen to Real Moms of Bravo wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to Season 3, Episode 16 of The Psychologists Are In. I'm Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. And guys, the time has finally come. We have officially made it to the finale of Season 3. And this week, we are so happy and feel so lucky to be joined by the incredible Jimmy Simpson, also known as Mary Lightly. And we are talking about one of the greatest episodes of all time. Of all time. An evening with Mr. Yang. Enjoy. Oh, fucking handsome Jimmy Simpson's in the house. Yay! Oh my God, wait, I have to hit on it. Jimmy, oh my God. I don't know that either of us have ever been this excited. Thank you for letting me join this amazing crew. And you're working in Chicago? I'm in CAGS, yes. He's in CAGS. I just got here about five days ago, um, and I'm, I'm liking it. It's such a nice city. I haven't spent much time here. Hi, Tim. Hi, Buggy. <laughs> Hey Maggie, Hi, you guys. It's my so favorite nice to be actress here. here with us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I love listening to this show. You guys are so great. You're so joyful to listen to, and you're so funny. And I love hearing about all the personal stuff from the episodes. Oh my God, you've listened? Of course. I actually listened. I listened to it on half speed just to kind of really soak in the timber of both of your voices. <laughs> no, I don't. Maggie. <laughs> I'm so fanboying right now. Jimmy Simpson listens to our show. I am too. And uh, no, I was just having a funny, uh, uh, I don't know, what would be an audible visual of Tim saying murder even slower than usual. (laughs) Uh, It's so good. Fun. Fun for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yay. Then I listen listen to yours uh, in one and a half speed. Just to kind of make it sound a little bit more like Sean's impression of you. Chimp, chip monkey. Yeah. <laughs> hi, hi, Juliet. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I asked James if he had any messages for you today. And oh, uh, I only currently got... texting. Huh? Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got a very... I just got his improv. Craig. <laughs> which is one, which is some, uh, one of the notes I got from... I, I it's one of the greatest lines ever. But then I have another favorite. I think I might have a new well, are you, favorite. Are you, are you referring to my yeah, father's ma- name? Yes. Mary, his father before him. Yes. Name Mary, his father before him was named Craig. That yes. was an improv. James, James is saying it is. I, I I don't remember because he provides so much stuff. I can't tell what's what's his because most of it's his. <laughs> you know, He's, he puts so much. He he and Andy Berman wrote that script. Uh, Three sixteen. Um, and they're two of my favorite writers. Yeah, there in is all a. The world. The, honestly, I was too. Yes. I I was I this episode like and going over, you know, this is the end of season three now. We're definitely like cooking, and the show is is I feel like really grounding and like yeah. we're like. But this, the last two, we did Tuesday the seventeenth with James a couple of days ago. His mm-hmm. uh, his for his directorial debut. Yeah. Into this, like, there's something else. There's some magic that's happening, and I. It's funny because I was. I just said before you even signed on. Like, I had so many questions in my head. Like, it's brilliant. The riddle. The you know, we're like a funny. Like the cases usually, you know, we can go there, but we can't. You know, it's this blue sky and. 
we can't show blood. We can't show. And like, then we kind of move into this territory. They just started letting us do whatever, like trusting us and doing whatever we wanted. And then everybody just took it to another level. I don't know. They, it, they really did. Yeah. I, I and then the, um, the Margaret Cassidy O'Hara, I mean, Margaret Cassidy Lawson is your actual real name. The performance in this, like suddenly gets so grounded and real. It's, we were really cooking with, cooking with gas in this one. Yeah, it really. Mel Dansky directed the shit out of this episode. He sure did. Gosh, I love that guy. But it really, it became a really multi-tiered experience. You you guys all like the show allowed you to do what you wanted, and all of you, all of you actors, really started opening up, and you started claiming things. Yeah, really, like your. I mean, the way you end the episode, so beautiful. What an amazing. That was a. That was a. Uh, I mean, just the writing. I don't know. It's just, it's all such a gift. But that yeah. was, that was a really, uh, that was a real turn um, to get to, to show and play and for our characters. And like, but this, even the yin yang part of it, even the serial killer part, Mary, like on paper, okay. But like, okay, I have, I have some questions. You know, we do oh. like the synopsis and we like get into just like, sharing all of our memories and we'll get into that in a moment but before that so i know that we like wanted to have you on the show for a long time and because we're not dumb (laughs) (laughs) i am we didn't want to that's why it's taken a minute (laughs) but we didn't want to use you in a way like a one-off like there had to be like a it had to be so special if we were going to get jimmy simpson to do this we had to have a like the the perfect character. So I did. Would you, you say Maggie the most psychotic um, guest appearance ever? I think I think Mary Lightly is is our probably. I think most people absolutely. And then into the musical and everything else would agree that this is probably the most psychotic of out of the main cast character. There are so actor. many psychotic. I'm, I'm just I'm 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 so flattered to be included in the. The top tier of the psychotic guests. The top best. <laughs> you top the well, tier because you with, put yourself right there. I mean, with with Kurt Fuller and, and Silverman and just so many Kilmer or uh, Kurt's up there too. Yes, uh, Kilner as uh, as uh, I always Dulé say his name wrong him. too. Yeah, Dulé. I was listening to the Dulé episode. It's like oh, Kilner. Kilner. I'm like, okay, he's our god. <laughs> he's me and James's god. Get it right. <laughs> Um, and also, though, he was listing, he was listing um, all of the L.A. recorded bits of Psych as, uh, as Kil- Kilner. Kilner. Tim- Timothy. I think Corbin was in there. We forgot one. I'm just yeah, realizing right now. Yeah, we forgot a major one. There was, there was an L.A. filming of Mary Lightly. There was. I think it, it might have been done either on my home video camera or James, like, sent like a, a kind of a low rent camera and I just filmed that Mary scene in Melanie and I's place at the time yeah and just made up a bunch of shit uh, yeah and, and it was it's it. it's some of the best shit you making up shit is some of the best shit Jimmy it's like yeah and up in the attic of that house that like I still have recurring dreams about I've told you this pretty, before right pretty sure any assault on Michael Bay though is 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 coming from the writers yeah because <laughs> that is the fun- the funniest shit that Mary needs to declare. Absolutely. Oh, 
But but the there's a line in this, and I'm gonna wait till we get to the scene, and it's probably not gonna surprise anybody. But I think it's one of the lines that I was like, you have so many, and the way you deliver everything that to like. But this one in particular, I died. I went back and watched it several times, and I was gonna send it to you, and I'm like, no, I'm just gonna wait, and I'm gonna tell yeah. him when well, we like get it. there. Um, Before okay. you drop onto that, I just want to say, truly, just so our, our beautiful and handsome audience understands. The brilliance of a great actor is to take like the words on a page, as Maggie just said, Mary on the page is one thing, but then you put it in the hands of an actor as talented as Jimmy Simpson. And oh my gosh, does this thing just explode off the page? Everything you, every bit you, every moment you added, every bit of physicality is just, it goes to the level of genius. You're you're embarrassing me, Timothy. You're embarrassing me, especially coming from such a genius. Who, who, who I get uh, about bi-weekly calls from my mother, who is named Mary. I don't know Mary. if everyone knows that, but that's, the, and she's one of the greatest humans on the planet. And, and yes. I'd say every other week I go, oh, I saw Tim. See, she, she doesn't, um, <laughs> she won't let me buy her a, a cable package. She's like, I just like my 13 channels. That's all I need. And on one of them is a channel, I believe it's called PAX. Yeah. That just means love. And and I basically they just show anything that that Tim has done or Michael Landon, and they're all on that one channel. <laughs> so you got Judging Amy, you got Diagnosis Murder, you got Stairway to Heaven. It's just, and she's in hog heaven. She's so happy. Oh my god, I love that. She loves it. But yeah, Jimmy, I've uh, never been more flattered in my life fan. than your, that your mom loves my work. <laughs> she Aww, adores. Thanks. She adores you. Oh, adores. I love that. I didn't know that tidbit either. Yeah. Jimmy, um, what, that's going to make me grin for a week. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll just update you when she updates me. From By the way, on. that's not, like, people know this about Mary's, about your mother. Like, this is a known thing, that she is, like, one of the sweetest, greatest women Ugh. ever. Yeah. 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 I've heard this. I've heard this. I've and where her. does Mary live? She lives in Hackettstown, New Jersey, home of the only place in the country that makes all of the M&Ms, Snickers, Skittles, Starbursts, all the treats you like. <laughs> Really? She is makes, the factory? Yeah. She makes one, them. She does. She does. <laughs> but half of the town does. And uh, so it's a, a week, candy company town. It's it is, but it's kind of Wonka like. It's not like Hershey PA. Oh. It's like, hey, everybody, come in. It's just like this is this is the space where all the magic is made. Um, stay out. But once a week, you smell the entire town smells of the roasted peanuts for the yellow bags. Entire <laughs> town. It's so nice. Oh, is this I where you grew this. up? Yeah, I grew up. No wonder you're so sweet. Oh, go on. You're so sweet. You're made of sugar. (laughs) You come from a town of sugar. And Um, then every Halloween, because so many uh, people were employed there, like half the houses would give you full bars. Full bars. Not just like a mini one? No, 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 fun size. Come on. Come on. You get a full candy bar? Yeah. Oh, wow. Money bags. Bringing home those money bags. (laughs) Money bags. (laughs) Jimmy. Okay. Yeah. So I know you from way back. So in 2001, we did a pilot together called The Third Degree for Fox. Yes. That was about the John Jay Criminal School in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I was investigating the death of, I believe, a student. Yes. And I had to have an interaction with a security guard. It, was he? Tell me this. Was the security guard creepy? The creepiest. <laughs> In fact, I remember. Weren't? Isn't there a shot of you like like 
as you're watching the footage touching the television (laughs) oh my god he's like literally like as i and you're following me right i'm looking at poor maggie and i'm have this like death stare and i'm just like (laughs) and because the director's like can you can you can you drag your finger i was like that seems a little i mean i'm already creepy okay (laughs) (laughs) so and funny funny uh you and jensen eccles yes and chris palaha and terry chen and uh Tim, uh, Psych Degrees of Separation. Uh, yes. Steve Miner directed that pilot. Oh, wow. Um, and he directed Talk Derby to Me, which was uh, Tim Eltricker's episode about the roller derby, which is crazy. Plus Friday. Yeah. He's like, and, and he was so nice. We had such a good time then. I mean, I remember. we were. I was like 21, like, at a, at doing a pilot in New York for three weeks. It was it was an j- absolute dream, and we That's shot so at the World funny. Trade Center. I remember wow. being so uh, impressed because I, I hadn't. It was maybe my second job or something, and uh, and you were young, and powerful and kind. <laughs> like I I didn't know that was an early job for you. I was just like, well, this person knows exactly what she's doing. Oh my god! And yes, you were very impressive, and Jensen act- was really nice. Oh, he's and very I was just nice. this, you know, the weird. I was actually, I, I didn't know of you two prior to that. I was excited because I was going to be doing a show with Michael Gross from Family Ties. Oh, Michael Gross. Yes. yes. Who like holds me up at one point. Oh my God. That's right. He was the actual bad guy. He was the actual bad guy. Yeah. You yeah. were like the red hair. You were the one that was like supposed to yeah, throw yeah, everybody yeah. off, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, you Spoiler were alert. so good. <laughs> you were. Tim Bob, you were so good. In case creepy. anyone's going to rewatch the pilot of Third Degree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, psychos. Yes, yeah, so okay, um, so we met it. at poker then. Okay, so we had worked together, and then I saw I met I saw you at poker, and I remember we had the same thing where I was like, oh my god, I totally remember this like pilot we did together. Then you and James, like somehow the four of us, all you and James became. Were you and James friends pre poker? No, we just kind of really became very fast close friends at poker so okay. it was just like the second game we had just identified that we really see each other and then we kind of became inseparable yeah you which is and it's crazy because you guys are like soulmates and so are melanie and i yeah. and and it's just was crazy that like the four of us were i don't know we had this like whole uh it was so nice it was so nice especially like i think about that a lot how one of the most difficult things, starting, you know, developing a career in this industry is really taxing because nothing is given. You never know if it's going to work. Everything is a big question mark. Yeah. And so um, the fact that, you know, Melanie and I, you and James, we could, and then the four of us kind of had each other's backs during that really, you know, arduous time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, I, I look at a lot of people going through that now at that age without that kind of nice tight group of yeah. peers with big hearts and it's just ooh i don't know if i could have done it without all you guys i you know? agree i know just I safe couldn't. place it's safe place there's yeah. a safe place to come back to always mm-hmm. and then it's- we and then still like what when did we all have dinner together like was that five months ago i'm, I'm bad with time oh my god i Three? love that you Three think months? it was five months ago two months oh One wait month. was it hold on august no, it was around two- my birthday Two months ago. Oh, okay. Two months. I don't know what we're in right now. I've oh been, I haven't been home in like two and a half months. And, and yeah. Been in all You're kinds of traveling and moving. Even then, I feel like you had just gotten back from something. 
when, I, when we saw you then. Yeah. By the way, thank you. That was so sweet. It was so good to see you. That was so good. Um, yeah, so we're all still very close. Now, did you know, um, did Roday, uh, did you guys come up with this character together? Or was this like Roday well, sort of saying, Mary, meaning? Like, no, hey, this is all Roday or Roday Berman. I'm not sure. The, uh, but no, they, they presented Mary, which was originally Pam. I think they'd oh, Pam. scripted her as Pam lightly. And the studio was just like, that makes no sense. We can't call a man <laughs> Pam. That's, what <laughs> they cho- that's the who they chose to die But we can call him Mary. So they were like, how about Mary? They're like, great. <laughs> <laughs> so you had no, that's. That's even more impressive, Jimmy, because that's And like, I don't think James even would was like cogently aware that my mother's name was Mary. So that was just a random fun thing. Add, add bonus. Yeah. To the, to and, the and, no, I, You know, it's funny James uh, gave me a credit for that one line because he, he, he actually conceived of the soft hand. He I, did? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that was something that... Happened to him shaking the hands of a, of a young, somewhat famous actor, I think, and he noted it, and um, and he needed to express it artfully. What about the, the um, sardines or the? Uh, oh, I think that was Berman. Honestly, I think that was Berman. Okay. Or maybe it was James, but I, I'm blaming Berman for it because that's the last Sorry. thing I, I'd ever want to eat, and I had to. On, on Sorry to clarify. Um, James gave you the Mary's soft hand. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which I don't even bring back when you're running to the train. Of course, of course. My favorite, my favorite thing um, is what's it called? The uh, the evening. What's the second one called? Yang, the force. For, the uh, Mr. Mr. Yin Yang presents. 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 Um, in that one, they didn't. Even though I ride motorcycles, they didn't want me to ride the scooter in for this one scene when I'm running in, and yeah. so they have the stunt guy do it. And he, he watched me all day, and his run of Mary is almost better than mine. If you che- <laughs> if you check it out, watch as Mary gets off the scooter and then limply jogs. It's not even me. What? <laughs> yes, that's how good the crew was on Oh God, that's hilarious. Yeah, this um, is some hardcore insider insight right here. Yeah, you're getting your insight. Yeah, you're getting, it really. I'd like some insight, uh, Timothy. Why professionally are you known as Timothy, except? For your episode of Silk Stalkings. <laughs> why do you, why um, do you go straight Tim for that? Is it because it's cooler? Okay, first of all, the fact you put... I'd forgotten I did a Silk Stalkings. Oh, I haven't. I haven't. So. <laughs> um, I can always feel sort of early career when, when things are listed as, as Tim as opposed to Timothy. That came down to a strange um, mix-up, I think, with my agents at the time who weren't hardcore about the name. And then actually there's a fun little... Quink and Ink with Psych for years on everything on the internet, they listed me as Tim instead of Timothy, which really drove me out of my mind. And it's now something my manager, Michael, still has to like double check every time I get a credit that they're going to make sure it's Tim LT as opposed to Tim. So my joke is always like, people say, hey, is it Tim or Timothy? And I just say, it's Timothy on the checks or in the, or in the credits. Otherwise, uh-huh. it's Tim to my friends. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to get dirty for the second half. So that's great. Okay. Oh, I was hoping. Huh. Um, <laughs> well, Timothy here. on the checks, Tim in the six. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I am so still that part, that's stuck. That's probably Mr. Timothy. Yes, yes. Was, 
okay, I don't know how I know this or think mm. I know this. Was Silk Stockings on USA? God, I think it Before was. Before USA was, yes. oh my God. Oh my, yes. okay, I had no idea. So I'm still stuck on, Tim, you did a Silk Stockings. We must discuss this at some I point. I literally have no recollection of doing this whatsoever. What was his character, a, Jimmy? Do you know? I can't, I can't, I can't remember. We'll have to ask Mary. <laughs> yeah, Mary <laughs> will be on. I don't know if Silk Stockings is on Paxman. Come on, that's, it's dirty. That's not. I think there was something uh, on a yacht. It's dirty. It's like, maybe. That the tracks. Pre, the pre- you know, um, the pre-bright USA w- was, I love both USAs because I grew up as US- USA kind of was the genesis. And actually, I talk to James all the time about uh, Commander USA, who is the host of these late night horror movies. So oh. both, the my, yeah, both my and James's, um, one of our portals to all the horror movies we became obsessed with was USA Network, Commander USA. I can't remember what the title of it. Eventually, Gilbert Gottfried actually hosted it. Oh, wow. So, but no first, idea. it was this guy, Commander USA, who just, he had a mustache. He was, looked like a dad, and he had a mask painted on his eyes instead of, like, the Zorro. It was just paint. And he, was, he smoked a cigar, and it was delightful. Oh, my God. I love so, that. This is so to you, bizarre. USA. Commander USA and Silk Stockings was the beginning of this beautiful network. Tim. I think there was also a show called Pacific Blue about bicycle cops in That's Malibu. sounds... Uh, that also tracks. Like it's that should. That also feels like it could be part of the blue sky. Well, Pacific blue, but by cops in, in Malibu. It could be. It could just be that. Guys, oh, they weren't Malibu. Sorry, it was Santa Monica. Close enough, though. Yeah. That's even better, actually, I think. It is. Um, should we dive in? Because I feel like, Jimmy, so we could talk to, to you for days. Let's go. Let's do it. Tim. Maggie. Tim. <laughs> Maggie. Are you going to podcast the shit out of it right now? My dear friend Maggie, I've been waiting all week to podcast the shit out of this particular episode. <sighs> Me too. We have been, t- Jimmy, we have been so excited. Jimmy, are I've you? Been, I've been, I'm not only going to podcast the sh- shit out of this, I've been shitting myself <laughs> for the past week since you invited me. <laughs> it's just nonstop. Oh, I'm, I love I'm it. still just, I'm still excited we got you, Jimmy. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? I've, I, I would, I would, I would do your sound mixing. I would, I would show up anytime you guys ask. Oh, I also have to call out one thing that uh, I saw recently um, because I am absolutely obsessed with somebody feed Phil, and I was so happy to see you on there because uh-huh. uh, you. I don't know if people know this about you, but you are an unbelievable chef, like oh, and and foodie, now. and like it was so. You all were so good together. You all. I don't know. Are you all friends? Yeah, he's real, real. he's um, he's he's like my LA family, the the Rosenthal's. They're um, you know everybody, all four of them. They just uh, kind of take good care of me. I met Phil at uh, Dom Lombardozzi's birthday party. Oh, I love Dom. Like, he's so sweet. Maybe yeah. eight years ago or something. And we ended up sitting next to each other, and he had seen me. And something might have been psych, um, and so he just started talking to me, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's so nice." Which little side note. Um, Phil's got a new book coming out. He sure does. He, oh, he does. he's donating 100% of the proceeds to um, I Am ALS, oh, which is wow. a charity for, he, to fight ALS, I was saying. He is. My friend Brian Wallach, my Twitter buddy Brian is a... Um, he's so sweet, Brian. He's an ALS warrior, and he just messaged me. and was like, hey, could you please push out this tweet from Phil about his book? Because all the money is going to ALS. So a true humanitarian. God bless him. Stunning. It's always it's about everybody else making sure everybody's happy. 
But yeah. that was such a treat. And oh. I actually, I actually was, I was, I was going through a, kind of a, a, a rough couple of months, and I had lunch with him, and you know, yeah, I'm going down to Oaxaca. Yeah, come on, why don't you come, come to Oaxaca, do the show? It's oh. like, okay, yeah, thanks, buddy. And then, I and mean, it was beautiful. He obviously knows you of your family that you are this, like, your love of food and how talented you are with food. But, like, did is that why? Or was it just more like, hey, come come do this thing with me? No, it's, it, he actually, I've, I've never cooked for Phil. I wouldn't say that he knows, he knows, you know, when we meet for meals or, right. or stuff at his place, like, he knows I really appreciate it on a deep level. Yeah. Uh, and he invites me, you know, to, to lunch with him and Roy Choi sometimes. And oh. so I, I it's... Oh. He, he knows I love it, but he doesn't know uh, that I cook. And so, honestly, I think he was just uh, he was just like, hey, let's go hang out in Oaxaca. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's such a good episode. Um, yeah, it really is. It's such a good show. It makes so many people happy. It's like yeah. psych. It's like it only brings joy. Yeah. Um, and, a lot, and like deep entertainment and happiness. It's great. Yeah, he yeah. is. And sorry, it's, it's called Somebody Cook for Phil. I'm just trying to... Somebody feed Phil. Let's give Phil. it a, Somebody feed, let's give somebody a proper shout Phil. out. Oh, yeah. Somebody Feed Phil on Netflix. New season just dropped, actually. Um, and and he's not only a genius when it comes to pointing out what foods you should try, but he's just one of the sweetest humans on the planet. Sweetest. Yeah. I love it. I'm Monica not surprised at all. Lily, the whole gang. Oh, I love it. All right, guys. Let's yeah. dive in. Let's dive Diving. in. So I cannot I'm wait. I'm so freaking excited about this Me episode. Too. All right, yes. let's do this. Ready? Right, hit it, partner. Podcast the shit out of it. Go. We're going to podcast the shit out of it. Our finale of season three uh, of Psych. I cannot believe we're here. Um, episode 16, An Evening with Mr. Yang, written by Andy Berman mm. and James Roday and directed by Mel Damsky, who all wrote the shit out of it, directed the shit out of it. As uh, um, Pineapple sighting. Did you get it, Tim? I did not. I didn't either. There's a pineapple on Abigail's desk at the school. I totally missed that. Uh, you, know, anyway. you know, it's confused. You know why you might have missed it because the the I was just looking at all of the children on the floor <laughs> there. Yeah, and I'm like I, I haven't worked on the show with the budget for that many children for so long. Like <laughs> it's like just a quick shot, and they hired 20 kids to fill the space. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, we really made it. You know, we made it real. Uh, it's very sweet though. Your hair is unique, so your hair care should be too. Function of Beauty makes products that are 100% customizable with ingredients designed and formulated to meet your specific goals. You guys, they even personalize the bottle. They put your name on the bottle. It's the cutest thing. Function of Beauty is the world's first customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair type. Founded by a team of engineers and cosmetic scientists, each Function of Beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. Function of Beauty offers over 54 trillion possible formulations. That's a lot of formulations, you guys. Each one is vegan and cruelty-free with no sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone-free if you'd like as well. Okay, here's how it works. First, take their hair quiz. Uh, designed to build your hair profile and select up to five hair goals. Does your hair get frizzy in the winter but oily in the summer? Function formulations can be updated as often as you need to keep your hair on track. 
Next, choose your color and fragrance, or go dye or fragrance-free if you need to. Then get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead. They even offer discounts and benefits when you subscribe. Start giving your hair the personalized care it needs. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash pineapple to take your hair goals quiz, and you'll save 20% off on your first order when you subscribe. No commitments, and you can cancel at any time. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash pineapple to let them know you heard about it from our show and get 20% off your first order. You guys, I'm obsessed. You have to try this. That's functionofbeauty.com slash pineapple to take your hair quiz and save 20% on your first order. Cold open. Sean and Gus are out to lunch, more like breakfast in Sean's case, who is eating cereal in an attempt to break the breakfast served until barriers. <laughs> it's very Sean. As Sean launches into his uh, usual flirting routine with the waitress, Gus calls him on never taking relationships seriously. To prove Gus wrong, Sean calls Abigail, his high school crush he reconnected with at the reunion, and he asks her on a proper date. I thought this was like a perfect callback in this episode, back to Bueller, which was like the second episode of the season. Um, everyone what's the, thinks what's, he's, hang on, Maggie. What's the full name of that episode? Uh, <laughs> well, you, I need your help. Murder? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? There it is. All right. Um, I love this because it was a it was a redirect. They, I think, everyone assumed he was calling me, um, calling Juliet. And so that was a little throw off, which I thought was great. Okay, unfortunately, back at the station, an eerie evidence bag gets handed to Chief Vic with a yin and yang sticker on it. Chief Vic guessed him. Hands up. So Hands up. our first appearance with um, Juliet O'Hara oh, yes. in the SPPD. Yes. <laughs> Here's a little gift to our, our viewers, but especially to me, because Juliet is in my favorite color. It's the Maggie Oceanized Blue sweater. This entire episode. Whole episode. One color. So way to really close out this close out the season. Yeah, we got away from Pepto and we really owned the uh we really owned the ocean eyes. I love that you call it. Oh, that. it's the it's, Maggie's Ocean Eyes blue. It's uh, I don't know, Tim. I think they're cl- it's closer to your it's closer to Tim's Ocean Eyes blue. Nope. I okay. disagree. Well, I disagree. Agree. There's, there's, disagree. there's definitely yeah. a shared azure quality, let's just say azure. that. Azure. Makes the two of you. Yes. Okay, uh, Chief Fit calls Sean and Gus, telling them to get to the station immediately to help solve a potential murder planned for that evening. Lassiter insists that the killer wants to play a game with him, but the ransom note specifically asks for Sean Spencer. Mary Lightly, the police profiler, ugh, and the greatest intro, yes, Tim? Not just Mary Lightly, show first Mary yeah. Lightly. Because, again, we were talking yes. about the psychoticness of this character. All these episodes he shows up in, and the movies. Yeah. Because we of the knocking out of the park that Jimmy Simpson does with oh, this guy. Goodness gracious. Goodness. And then, and we can't, there's no limit. Like, literally, we've had you in a diaper and a baby bouncer. We've had you in the musical. We've had you, like, we, there is, it's. Where are we going to go next with Mary Lately? I don't know. This feels like the place where we can... Mary's oh. been dead since episode, the second episode <laughs> he did in the, the, the subsequent three or four. Yes. Uh, just posthumous. Well, let's... Babe, uh, before we get to Mary, I just want to point out, again, because we, we glossed over Damsky, and he's... I was so excited to be working with him because he directed, uh, I mean, among all of his, his huge canon of work, uh, a favorite of mine, which was Yellowbeard, which was kind of a... 
a half Monty Python, half Cheech and Chong, amazing comedy about pirates. Um, and he signed, like, I, I'm that dork. I worked on 24. I asked Fel, uh, uh, Kiefer Sutherland if he would sign my copy of Lost Boys. Um, as you I, should. So as I should. Yes. And then I asked Mel Damsky to sign a copy of Yellowbeard, and he did. That's awesome. Was yeah. Marty Feldman uh, in that? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And he's, he's the just great knocking out of the Marty park. Feldman. Yeah. And that opening scene with uh, Gus and Sean when, with the waitress, um, yes. it's just so funny because it's Vancouver, yet Santa Barbara. <laughs> yeah. And it's like Damsky did like a Friedkin and put them in a huge refrigerator lot because they're outdoors and the breath is see. palpable. Yes. And the steam coming off the coffee. That's acting, friends. That's, that's, that's acting. acting. They were uh, freezing their little butts off. I yeah, those down to White Rock. Yeah, yeah, this would have been, so this would have been late. This would have been October, probably November. Mm -hmm. It was the end of the season. So yeah. really cold. But anyway, so yes, sunny. Mary shows up. They have, uh, she, she, he and Sean have the kind of Riggs Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon. Wait, why is that guy here? Yes, <laughs> yes. And, uh, and this is uh, Mary, Mary, Mary Craig, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is one of the greatest lines in Psych ever. And I'm just... Uh, Mr. Rodriguez uh, just texted me to say that that was an improv. That was a Jimmy improv, which you don't well, remember, but. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's our brains kind of work as one often. So I don't I don't know what's his and what's mine, it's, but I do generally believe it's his. <laughs> so you and James are a, a hive mind. Yes. yes. You've yes. done yes. the Vulcan mind meld many years back. Yes. And you just yes, can't we, shake it. We, 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 but we haven't even tried. We just, we just, we just ride with it. Because <laughs> why would you? With it. No, it hasn't caused any troubles yet. So. <laughs> no. Quite the contrary. Yeah. Only, You've caused nothing but beautiful art. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Um, all right. So we've, we meet, we meet Mary and we're off and running. Mary explains that Mr. Yang was a, a was around even when Henry was a cop and that he, and he challenges the police with the opportunity to, to save the victims by solving riddles. Uh, Mr. Yang has just sent them another clue along with a stopwatch and the team has one hour and 10 minutes to solve the riddle and save his latest victim. Sean takes a closer look at the clue as Henry storms in telling Chiefik she will not use Sean as a pawn in the killer's sick game. Sean puts two and two together, realizing that the waitress from earlier is the episode in the episode is the first victim. Gus pulls Sean aside, asking why he isn't taking this seriously. Sean says he has to solve the case the way he usually solves one, even in a serious situation like this one. Mm. Okay, in support, Gus chimes in with the weirdness. Yes. Uh, back at the station. He so does. He so does. <laughs> His stuff is so good and weird. It's His so Michael good. Jackson impression. My God. The so good, the King Kong. Oh, yeah. Oh, which <laughs> that Michael Jackson is a show first callback to American duos to and duos. his intensely inappropriate Michael Jackson, which was yes. such a delight to see. Now, we get, Maggie and I got to see that on set all the time because he would quite often break into the, into the leg kick and the hand move. Absolutely. It's, a, it's always, it's right there. It's right there. So <laughs> yeah, just, he's basically just, holding it back yeah. at all times. <laughs> yes. You just hit the right, you got to hit the right. It's just sitting there simmering. Absolutely. Yes. Um, okay. So, uh, Sean, uh, in support, Gus chimes in with the weirdness. Back at the station, Sean's mom shows up, and we see Sybil Shepherd again, also trying to get Sean to stop helping on the case. So, Mary little side note. Yeah. So, Sybil opens and closes the season from ghosts yeah. to Yang. Yeah. Now, that's how you bookend a season, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. 
Yes. Have we gotten when you to have your Pharaoh? own TV shows? It's called Shepping It Up. <laughs> Shepping It Up. Shepping It Up with uh, Sybil Shepherd, who's one of the first people I ever worked with in my entire career. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, she's cool. great. Um, okay, Mary opens another package to reveal a new riddle. Yes, Tim. So have we, we gone to the restaurant? Uh, we are. We've gone back to the restaurant already because we're about so to get to the restaurant. When rack. our boys yes. go to the restaurant to hear that the waitress is on break, the hostess is played by our friend Gemma, who um, oh, yes. <laughs> was a, one of our ADs for years. One of our ADs. Yeah. Who got um, who got got to do some acting, some lines. She did. It she was did. really fun. Oh, yeah, um, she, was, she, she was plucked. She is plucked. She's also the woman in Tuesday the 17th that uh, is Annie. Uh, Tim, if you remember, Annie's watching a scary movie. And it's a uh, woman kind we- of up against a tree. And she's yelling. Or she's screaming. She's running and screaming. I was like, oh, that's Gemma. Gemma, uh, I, I think, called gets, that here. <laughs> she gets peppered throughout, I think, for uh, for for a couple seasons here. So uh, psychos keep an eye out for Gemma. Um, all right. So, uh, Okay. Mary opens another package to reveal a new riddle and a stopwatch along with a caged rat. Wait, I also want to go back to the sardines. How mm. many did you have to eat? Do you remember? Um, it, it wasn't a high number. I, I would say it, it was six max. I have such a vivid memory of that day. Like, yeah. I do too. Like, oh, interesting. Yeah, like we were six freaking warm sardines. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, we were we were now like in kind of closer contact than we've ever been, Maggie. Yeah. And yeah. so we were. And I remember like thinking like, oh, I want, is this I like eating these sardines? Is, is it, I don't want to eat them too gross and creep people out, but I need to be creepy and I need to act like it doesn't make me want to throw up. And I hope Maggie likes me. That, those are the thoughts that I remember. <laughs> I hope Maggie likes me. I loved you. Oh my God. You're so brilliant. I, I do I do remember that scene so well. Like as we go through and we talk about them, there are certain scenes that's like, oh yeah, yeah. And I might have a memory trip, something. This is like I can literally put myself back in the position we're standing in, looking at you, eating those sardines as if it was yesterday. It's yeah. really, really present. It's really crazy. Yeah, um anyway. Oh, I love you, Jimmy. Of course. Oh, I was like uh, love you too. It's more than like. Okay. Interesting. There was um, no. I really hope Tim thinks I'm cool, but whatever. <laughs> that comes later. That comes I, later. I, I wasn't even hoping I could reach your level yet, Tim. <laughs> yeah, Tim. he was. I, I I'd ridden the car. I was like, this guy is the coolest mother effer I've ever seen. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so now we're at the rat. Sean doesn't know what to do to solve the riddle, so Gus attempts to help by doing a Michael Jackson impression. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rat's name is Ben. Um, and then later, there's an amazing Willard reference, which is definitely is. Yes, a, yes. a crazy, crazy person rat movie. So, Pharaoh Equinologist gets said a lot of times here, and there's also a Bashir. There's like a a treasure of um uh what, what is the what is the person's name? Um, it's Devin. from what's it from? Greatest Adventure of uh, yes. the History of Basic Cable. Yes, and Rochelle. And no, I think so. I don't know. Jimmy, you say it, but you say it differently. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. And, okay, never mind. <laughs> like you say it with a, with a certain panache. Yeah, you have what like What is a, the word? I, I thought it was like, I wrote, I don't know what the word is. I wrote down what looks like uh, Bouchard, but I know that's not the word. It's, it's Bouchard, a, wasn't it? Bouchard, thank you, but you go Bouchard. Oh, oh right, like, <laughs> right, I hit the hard CH. Okay, that's why I couldn't understand it, because I was like, oh my God, it's so good. Okay, um, so Sean doesn't know what to do to solve this riddle, so Gus attempts to help by doing the Michael Jackson. Sean then removes the top of the cage, 
and finds the bottom covered in newspapers that reference Sean's old cases. This was cool. Sean, Gus, this and Mary This was a brilliant are, bit. Brilliant bit. It took me a second, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. I forgot. So uh, Sean, Gus, and Mary are able to piece together the clues that send them to a moving train. But let's not forget that Mary <laughs> slips the rat into his jacket pocket. <laughs> because that's Mary. Uh, it's so Mary. And the Jimmy. Train. The train. And Jimmy. Yes, that is Jimmy. You'd be like, oh, come with me, buddy. Um, <laughs> as Sean and Gus chase a moving train. Okay, we have to talk about this whole scene for a second. It's so good. It's so funny. And all of us lined up. Great. They take off. The back and forth between Sean and Gus. He receives a call from Ab- Abigail, who is nervous about Sean uh, uh, standing her up again. He tries to relieve her by having Gus talk to her. So funny. But she doesn't buy the whole chasing after a serial killer. He's run out of breath sound. She doesn't buy it. Uh-uh. It's like I have a um so good sec degree of separation here for this one. Yeah. She I love she references that Gus was bad in Othello in senior year. Yes. <laughs> I also did Othello my senior year of college. Of course I mean it was college did. wasn't high school. I was Iago. Of I wasn't course Othello. Yeah. Iago, you would have you would have made a smashing and terrible Iago. Yes. One of my proudest I bet. college theatrical oh, but, moments. Oh yeah, god, I'm I could sure. see you I could see you just slaying that too. But we learned delay was not good in the uh, in the uh, <laughs> high school play. This was the back and forth that just was get. I, I it drove the 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 sound of the train, the guys running, the quiet with Abigail, and then the reveal of Mary. Um, oh, I will get okay. So once Mary finally makes it to the moving train, he reveals he was running slowly. Um, oh my God! I love that you put this joke in here, Devin, because he was wearing ankle weights. Um, because it was the, what is the actual joke? I'm going to get it right. I'm going to actually get this joke right. Uh, totally reinvigorated Ryan Reynolds' career. Yes. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. One of the Ryans. One of the, yeah. one of the handsome Ryans. Uh, I read about some immense fitness. Completely reinvigorated Ryan Reynolds' career. <laughs> you even sleep in them. Yes. yes. <laughs> 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 fitness. So committed. Wasn't there um, also a bit in, um, in one of things? I can't remember the episode with that. Michael Weston first showed up as Hornstock, where yeah. um, he's okay. wearing ankle weights. Is he? Hornstock's wearing like, ankle weights, too? I feel like it was our second ankle weight ankle You are weight right, reference. actually. He is in the first one. He's meant he's one of the cases in the, uh, in the, in the paper. That ankle weights, ankle weights bear repeating as a comedic bit. because it's, of that Hornstock good. is selling a black snake. It's so funny. Yes. We'll go fast. <laughs> we'll go fast. <laughs> um, but even the run, you running up, oh, it's just it's so, it's Jimmy. It's oh, just, man. Every no, that bit. was a moment I stopped and rewound just so I could watch yeah. that run again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so fun to run as Mary. Gosh. Yeah. It's fun. It's just like a, like a playground of stuff to do because the, there's the run, there's the hand. It's, it's all happening at once. And again, in the hands of a less talented actor, it would be a nightmare. Oh, my goodness. It would just be an absolute train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended. Uh, (laughs) um, See what I did there? Yeah, Yeah, it was good. Pun intended. I appreciate it. So good. Makes me love you somehow more. I don't know how that's possible. Tim, I have to say, I know what you're, I know you had, you probably had a night last night. You look fantastic today. It was uh, yesterday was his 25th, 25th, right? Wedding anniversary. It was my 25th wedding anniversary. Oh, you two. Oh, you two sweethearts. You're one of my favorite couples ever. Thanks, buddy. We yeah. uh, went. We actually got a little amazing corner booth. Speaking of, there's corner booth references in this episode. 
got a corner That's booth right. at our, our favorite Musso Franks, yeah. oh. which is where I took Allison on our second date. So there might have been a few martinis last night. So good. So good. And you'd never know. You'd never know. It's too bright. Crisp, felt. Clear eyes. It, it was an immediate wake up. And Okay, honey, can I have an Advil, please? Yes. All and right. some Pedialyte. Good. Pedialyte. Never, no, you can never go wrong with Pedialyte, right, Tim? Matt, you know, I have a long relationship with Pedialyte. Oh, long shit. relationship with Pedialyte. It's funny that you just said that, Jimmy. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of our greatest, one of my favorite memories of you, Tim, uh, ever. Have we, t- have we told that story on We here? have not told that. Which, oh, by the way, who am, I having, who am I having drinks with tonight? Who? Ryan Johnson. No, tell the, him the, hi. The man who caused. Got you in trouble. Yes. So we, there was an evening. No, I might as well tell the story. We were in New York for, I think it was the outfronts. And was, um, yeah. And met uh, my friend Ryan Johnson, this handsome Australian man, who was doing, um, I can't remember what the show was. It was something on USA. He was with us, right? Yeah, I believe so. It was The He's Watch on nice USA. Man. Yeah, yeah. The what? The Watch? No, it was um, Legal legal, some, legal Affairs? Legal oh, something oh, right um, uh, Covert Affairs? Uh, Fairly Legal? Barely Legal? What was that show called? I'm making Fairly shit legal. up now. Go on. Really Eagle, something yeah. different. I think these are Cinemax shows you're listing now. What are we doing? Well, I'm on. I'm yeah. still on Silk Stockings, guys. So, <laughs> um, okay. No, no. But what? There was a legal something. Okay, go on. Ignore me. But anyway, so um, met Ryan. He and I hit it off, and we decided to go drinking. I, in a very unwise move, tried to out drink an Australian. So there's an Irish bar right in New York, right around the street from the. Um, the London Hotel is where we're all staying. Mm-hmm. That Ryan and I went and drank way too much. So I have never been more sick in my life. And imagine and we, I had, we plans had plans that day. We had plans that day. We were going to see, uh, we were going to the museum. We were gonna, and we were going to go to Couple. the Ouija exhibit. Yeah, that's the right. Ouija. The Ouija. There was a, which I don't, I don't even think there's been a Ouija exhibit. And like, uh, we were both so excited. You know, the photographer, the crime photographer from, the, from New York. Oh, I thought you were talking about talking to the dead. But yeah. Oh, no, no not like Ouija <laughs> board. No, okay. like, no, this like is I have his, um, his cocktail book. I was so excited to go spend this day with you. And then I wake up just so in, like, one of the worst hangovers of my life. Like, I was, the point ver- of, like, I was barely actually worried about you. Yeah. I was worried about myself. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I got text Maggie, like, I can't make it. And so, what shows up my door? But Maggie with two bottles of media light. Because you're the like, greatest friend in the world. I was also like, I want to go see this exhibit. So drink these and get your shit together. Let's go. No, he was, uh, you were down for the count that day. I don't think we saw you. I don't think you surfaced until uh, later that night. No, and but, then I had, I had tickets to um, oh, that's, Book yeah. of Mormon. That's right. So at one point, I'm, like, I'm standing in the shower, just trying to like pull my shit together. Like Sue's going, I'm so angry at myself because I spent so much money on these tickets. It's like, I'm going to get your shit together. Because I had to walk downtown like several blocks to, to get the tickets to then go to the theater. And I'm sitting in the theater watching book of mormon first time just barely holding it together until a intermission where i was able to walk outside and take some slow deep breaths mm. and there's a line in book of mormon about a maple donut and i just by this time by the time that the play ended i was hungry because i hadn't been able to keep anything down all day at one point i ordered some matzo ball soup and just like even that wasn't working so i hadn't eaten all day get out of the start walking the streets of new york i've seen this play and just with the maple donut in my in my head and I passed a cafe that had literally in the um, window was this huge maple donut. Walked inside, got a cup of coffee, and this 
this like plate sized maple donut, sat down with a fork and knife and ate this freaking thing yes. and just devoured um, a cup of coffee. And- I didn't know the rest of the story. I didn't know that. I love it. But you, for- you forked and knife the donut? I forked and knife to the donut. That's a, that's a very Mary Lightly move to me. Oh, totally. <laughs> I had to. It was, and the thing was like, it was this big, it was the size of a plate. <laughs> that is so cute. All right, guys. So that, I mean, that really was like, oh. just what a solid friendship moment from Maggie Lawson. Hey. So good. I was worried about you, friend. I really was. I was like. Maggie's uh, the definition of a friend that's there. When a you need. friend. Ah. Uh, yeah. But we, we, all, we all are for each other. Hey. And the last we time I was in New York, I actually took a picture of, of this, me standing in front of this Irish bar and sent it to Ryan. And Ryan was just <laughs> in New York this week and said he's going to go find it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing Ryan tonight. I'm sure that, that conversation, that story will come up. Oh, please tell him hello. I will. I think I was Definitely. supposed to join you all tell, that night. And tell I, him I said hi, too. Yeah. <laughs> mean nothing to him. He loves you, Jimmy. He thinks you're an amazing oh, actor. Oh, just like oh, good. oh, great. Okay. Back to okay, Stuart Tarr episode. <laughs> no, I loved it. It was, like, it was great. Uh, all right. So, all right. We're at the stack of Polaroids on the train. Uh, mm. Another riddle and a stopwatch. Sean puts together the clues to discover Yang is sending them to yet another location, the boardwalk near the psych office. As soon as Which, they get- gotta say, sorry, this scene is shot in front of the pier yeah. in White Rock, where yeah. we, years later, would film Under Santa Barbara Skies, the musical, um, a song about murders. Oh, I like when the nose crinkle happens. That's like, <laughs> it's, very, it's so good. It's very adorable. Yes. <laughs> All right. And then there's a scene in the, when um, the boys realize Yang is in the psych office that they start running. Yeah. And there's, you'll notice I'm cut out of this scene very quickly because this is one of the many times that the boys run and I'm try I foolishly try to keep up with James, who is so much faster than me. And he's just bolting. And I'm trying my best not to look like a total, um, unathletic human being like I certainly am and was. And Stop it. No. And running in, running in dress shoes, which is nothing compared to O'Hare running in her high heels. Oh, James has made me run in high heels, FYI. So. Explain. A, a movie we did. A movie we did. Just, well, <laughs> when we lived together, it was you something was he, to that I did <laughs> when I went shopping and brought the groceries home. He wouldn't talk to me unless I was wearing high heels. But no, <laughs> as a man who has been forced to wear them much, um, but has had to wear them for a role um, running down steps and grass. I don't. I'm. You. I don't know how you do it. Don't know how you do it, Megs. Me? Oh, yeah. I don't either. Actually, I still don't know. I, I look back sometimes, and I, I, I. It's just one of those things. It's like when you have the hiccups and you go on stage, and they just sudden, like, suddenly disappear. It's just like yeah. I, I, I would put the heels on, and in real life, could I ever pull that off? No. But I don't know. Something about you, the, the Juliet of it. You run like Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Very impressive. It's, it's- <laughs> now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Do you guys ever find that when you're trying to solve a problem and you can't, that you end up just getting frustrated and focused on the fact that you can't solve the problem? <laughs> uh, that happens to me all the time. I always forget to just take a deep breath and think it through and not be so frustrated with myself. But it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there is no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. 
personally, I, I think that therapy, it's one of those things. It just, it can't hurt. Even if you're just curious about getting to know yourself better, problem solving, understanding where your thoughts come from, any of that, it, it, it just can't hurt. And I really think that BetterHelp makes it very easy. Um, I've actually done it myself to, you know, sign up, tailor the experience for you, make you feel as safe as possible. Um, I've recommended it to so many people. So if you are thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. You guys, it can't hurt. I'm beyond grateful for this in my life, so um, I highly recommend it. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash pineapple today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash pineapple. You know, I love my matcha lattes. It's just kind of my thing. I drink them on my walks. I drink them on set, off set, even during the podcast. Literally, I am drinking one as we speak. I love them so much. So you can imagine the excitement I had when I found a healthy alternative to those sugar-laden creamers. Thankfully, I discovered Lechia's organic macadamia and chia and flax milk. Now, I know what you're thinking. Macadamia nut milk? I mean, didn't we just become obsessed with oat milk? I did. I became obsessed with oat milk, but I am stopping you there because macadamia nut milk is the new trend of 2022. I am calling it. Most plant-based milk is full of sugar. It provides no nutritional benefit, but I love Lechia's milk because it has zero grams of sugar and it is rich in those brain and heart healthy omega-3s and it is so yummy. And it also provides prebiotics for healthy digestion. You guys, the best part, Lechia, also gluten-free, those of you who have celiac, like myself. Lechia is available on Amazon. So nice, so convenient. For you psychos, at a discount. Go to amazon.com and use code 25pineapple for a 25% discount on all Lechia products. That's 25% off, you guys. That's no joke. That's amazon.com and use code 25pineapple at checkout to get a 25% discount. Enjoy those lattes, you guys. I know I am right now. Yeah, I think this is the scene where I asked uh, Michelle in wardrobe if I could figure out some type of like tennis shoe, like black tennis shoe to wear instead of Lassiter's dress shoes Yeah, for those running, jumping moments. You were thinking, man. You were thinking. So I think I got some some low top converse at one point. They were black, like Marco Ciccone wore. Oh, I love that. Marco Ciccone. Tim, do you still... Do you still drink Americanos? Was that a thing? Mm-hmm. I do. I used to drink, at the time I was drinking Red Eyes. Red Eyes, that's it you would get. I remember we stopped on the way to work one day. I, it was probably for um, Yang Presents, the second one, but I remember. Yeah. Because I was with you guys, uh, the, the, the driver stopped for special coffees. Oh, yeah, because we, we, we did that every day. We talk about Starbucks all the time on the show because we, would, we were the Starbucks... Uh, we were the Starbucks king and queen. Mm-hmm. We'd literally check a location and then look at the map and see where's the closest Starbucks on the way to set. Yeah. Yeah. It felt so precise. <laughs> and we're like, it's, <laughs> it's up here, three blocks down, tear, yes. turn right, go in the back. Yeah, we knew. We knew. Four yards, go down the alley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's good. Okay. Where are we? 
Okay, as soon as they get there, so now we're at the pier, a phone starts to ring for them. Sean, re- Sean, realizing the phone didn't start ringing until they got there, refuses to answer it, knowing Yang is watching them. Mm. You're very, very mad about this, Tim. Um, and very, very uh, scary. I'm disappointed as well. I'm worried for all of us. I love My that tension between, t- between Tim and James up. in that moment. It was good. There were stakes. Yes. I wrote that down. Yes. We had some high stakes. And it was stakes. shocking. It was shocking that he yeah. threw it. And we all kind of felt the way Tim felt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he sees movement in the psych office and takes off. But by the time they get there, Yang is gone, leaving behind a picture of the waitress bound and gagged and a handwritten message on the back. This was actually scary. I actually had a (gasps) when we saw, um, when we got to that picture. Yeah. Mary explains the killer is giving them a second chance to save the waitress. But Sean refuses to keep playing Yang's game, insisting it's getting them nowhere. So Sean quits the investigation, forcing Mary... Uh, and the cops to continue on without him. Mm-hmm. Back at the station, the police get a fax from Yang and have to figure out the new riddle, which is directed at Lassiter, who deciphers it to reveal a hotel and room number. Meanwhile, but, uh, no, hang on, I gotta go yeah. back. Incorrect. O'Hare is the one who figures that out. Yeah. Wait. Where? Y- yeah, y- you figured out. I-, I realize it's it's about me being a Civil War buff. <laughs> my favorite line of Mary's. This is it. You guys ever, you ever see that that Pat's not Patrick's that Pat Swayze movie? Pat Swayze. Bl- the Blue and the Great talk about Civil War buff. Talk about Civil War buff. That's so funny. That's the line. That's the I, line I talked about at the beginning of this episode that I'm like, this is one of the greatest and that's, and that's so funny. I, I my texting with James uh, uh, after my rewatch, I I texted him, um, this is the greatest writing I was ever given. <laughs> and the fact that, that you call him Pat Swayze, not Patrick Swayze. Yeah. <laughs> is that Pat Swayze movie, uh, The Blue and the Gray? Talk about Civil yeah, yeah. War Buff. It's Talk just about Civil, Civil War, War Buff. buff. Uh, are you guys? Oh, I God, it was yeah, such so a Mac, funny you, line. You come up with um, the Stonewall Hotel. Stonewall Hotel. You're, you're, you're super jazzed about you oh, and right. go on the on the Civil War reenactment next year. And I'm like, and count me do, in, partner. <laughs> And we do one of our iconic walk moving high fives. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And it was really, it was really satisfying. Too. Like the snap was a really hard one. No, it was good. We don't always land those, so that was good. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Gus and Sean, pretending to quit the investigation to bypass Yang's game, head back to the restaurant where it all started. They figure out that Yang used the waitress's car to abduct her, so if they can find the car, they can find the girl. Sean calls Lassie to let him know, but he is already at the hotel and her car is in the parking lot. Sean and Gus. Show first. Yeah. Show yeah. first O'Hare and Lawson in our bulletproof vests. Oh, yeah. That's which, of course, cool. I like to be for twofold. I like because they're blue, so they made the eyes pop. And I like because they have a nice, for me, a nice girdling effect. So it's sort of like, they're sort of like Spanx. It was nice. I like it too. <laughs> girdling I, effect. I, I felt like I could eat a lot on those days because it would all just be hidden by the, uh, by the, uh, by those vests. I remember. Is Plus, it just, made me feel like a badass cop, so they did the acting job for me. I like them, too, yeah. because they kept us warm. Er, warmer. Uh, no, during... They are nice. The girdling effect is the perfect <laughs> word. Girdling. Timothy. It, it is. It's uh, nice. <laughs> and it gets it. And then your chest has no choice but then to, to blossom because you're, <laughs> you're so well girdled. <laughs> was... And then I could always make them a little tighter in the love handle area. Yeah. Amen, Amen my friend. You don't need help, but yeah, y'all look great. Everybody here, we all, we all look good. Um, the, uh, uh, the, we just p- passed the, um, the King Kong 
the King Kong bit in the psych office as well, which was one of the funniest things. And I love that Mel just let that play for a minute. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't a quick cut. We just continue to see Delay doing his King Kong bit with the... um, Okay, Sean calls Lassie. The cars are there. They burst in. Yes, we find the waitress alive, tied up with the note stuffed into her mouth. Sean looks around the room and sees the purse his mom was carrying earlier at the police station. Yang has exchanged the waitress for Madeline. Uh, forcing Sean to return to the game. Sean then deciphers the latest riddle, sending everyone, including Henry, to the drive-in theater. Great shot, this shot. And I remember Jimmy. shooting this night so vividly. Same. Freezing mm-hmm. cold, raining. We had muddy. our trench coats, though, which was nice. Yeah, it was really, this night was really intense, but it was also really special. I, we didn't have a ton of night shoots, and I felt like all of us getting to be in the scene together, this episode is so emotional and so powerful and i i the whole night the whole night was crazy and the ending of the sequence is so hardcore awesome which i'll get to it's it's uh, every i remember too quite quite vividly it was it was we were all kind of even though i was just visiting we were all working together it was very team oriented evening you were never just a visitor jimmy you were always part of us go on we were all just like we wanted you were like Oh, I wonder if Maggie likes me. We were all like, oh my God, we have to show Jimmy. We want Jimmy to have a good time. I hope Jimmy likes us. We want to have, uh, let's take him out. Let's make sure, this, <laughs> let's have him come back for as many as we can, even if we kill his character. Um, yes. We'll um, show him Dukes. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be addicted to Dukes at, at the very least. Yes. <laughs> um, figuring that Yang used the victim's car uh, once, he probably did it again. So they start searching for the, searching the cars for Madeline's rental. Sean finds his mother. Yes. I got a little fun fact for those rewatching for the yeah. Psych Rewatch podcast. The psychologists are in. That's the name of our show, by the way. It is. Um, so there's there's an opening shot where they kind of go over all the cars. One of the first cars is a red Grand Torino with a with a zebra stripe, which is a little homage to the Starsky and Hutch car, an homage to classic yeah. cop show, TV, direct detective shows. I have no idea. Good I love that car on Starsky and Hutch. Uh, Jimmy, you also sent me a very funny um, reaction that you have in the scene. I think it's brilliant. It, I mean, it's, we're talking I, about the rentals. I, I thought it was hilarious. I, I just, you know, upon, upon rewatching, I don't remember making that choice at all. <laughs> um, but I, I, I say, I ask, like, what, what what car was she driving? And Corbin says well, she's she's renting, and I I make this face like. And I don't know <laughs> why. I just know that Mary definitely would not be renting a car other people have ridden in. And so he found that <laughs> choice just really off-putting. <laughs> so I'm glad it stayed in the cut. And and Mel is right on you for it. Yes. Like right on you for it. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. And um, plus I have some I get to have some interaction with Corbin. That's true. Nice. That's true. <laughs> I've always I've always loved his work and stuff. And now he only talks to me if I send him money on Cameo, but still, he, he will he will send me that, that message if I pay. Oh, that's funny. That's funny, and I'm going to make sure he hears that. Um, uh, they, okay, so Sean finds his mother in her car with a laser uh, sighting pointer at the back of her head. Uh, yeah. Sean waves the cops off, but Henry is able to duck down behind the vehicle. Lasseter, Juliet, Gus, and Mary. Oh. Yeah. Well, hang on. Sorry, hang on. We got to – you're skipping something major. What? He, he takes, Sean takes the, the tape off Sybil's mouth, 
Mm-hmm. Says where is she? And she eyes to the left. So he looks across to see one of the other cars, and we get the reveal of Yang, played by the great Ali, Ali Sheedy. And that's a kind of a reveal as well, because I don't think that we know that you know we're dealing with. Uh, well, a lot of like we didn't. We I think we call, refer to it. It referred to Yang as a him the whole time, correct? Yeah, it, it always been him. So that was yeah. a little, another little red herring. A little, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we see her, and uh, I have a super slight degree of separation with with Ali. What? So Ali and I both went to the USC School of Drama. So I was there years before her. So this would have been 21 years from my freshman year of college. I was in a drama class with a freshman. I was a freshman in theater school, and my acting teacher would refer to, would make alley references. Oh, and 21 really? years later, I'm on I'm on a set with her. It was just it was mind blowing to me. That Damn. tracks so yeah. much. I mean, what, there's something so special about her performance it it transcends whatever when whether it was 30 years ago or now she has such an ability to tap into humanity um and i was i couldn't believe that i was talking to ali like Mm -hmm. i couldn't believe i've I've always just really appreciated her work what did your do you remember what your acting coach was referencing tim it was um she was referencing her doing a certain scene i can't remember what the scene was but I'm yeah, just, but like this is perf- This is this is how you do it, kind of. Yeah, kind of yeah. like um, someone getting hung up on. Like if you're on if you're on stage and um, your your hand's not in the right spot, rather than getting like frozen about that hand thing, you just move it anyway. Just be just how real Ali was. Oh wow, real. And yeah. just to continue through and just be real in the scene and not be hung up with like, oh my hand's in this right in this wrong spot. Mm. You just move move the damn hand anyway. It's really hard to do that, what she did at the end of the episode, which is to sit there, contain all the power that people have been building up for you and this character, and then to play a psychopath so like clearly and somehow charmingly while really yeah. being fright- frightening. But it's also, it's like, as you were saying, that humanity part, like th- there's this like very... Uh, broken vulnerable place that she can come from we all are that anyway but like we have you know she can it's even if she's playing absolutely and it's right there and and she's not working that hard you can see people working to like i feel like sometimes like uh show that or add that and it's just like so natural this is exactly what you all are saying the like the work the the scene work is Mm -hmm. that attempt to create like create it mm-hmm. um like look this is mm-hmm. what that's like so let me show you what that's like whereas she's just the, you know the difficulty in actually being able to go like embodying it yeah. this is what it is how you can see it's yeah. just oh that's so difficult yeah and a yeah. great she's a great human as well oh okay. um okay so where are we uh get married to okay so we we we've all taken off sean realizes it's a decoy and he and henry stay behind to help Back at the car, Sean sees that his mother is wired to a bomb. Madeline is able to indicate Yang's location to Sean, and once he looks over, he realizes it's a woman holding a detonator. Sean heads over to Yang while Henry stays back with Madeline. Uh, when Sean gets into the car with Yang, she congratulates him for getting there on time and being the first person to ever win her game. She mentions she could have killed his mom hours ago, but she wanted Sean to like her because they'll be working together again in the future. Yang then hands Sean the detonator and turns herself in. 
Madeline, who is now safe, insists Sean keep his date with Abigail, who has just arrived. I get, like, emotional saying all this. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, I'm, I mean, we haven't even gotten to your, to your turn at the end, but uh, the, I don't know how much of this emotional work was, uh, James was, you know, tasked with prior to this episode, but it, he really had a lot to do, and he knocks it out of the park. And it's, he just, he really ties all of that shit together with his performance, knowing his, his mother is compromised. Um, I was always really impressed. I feel like, uh, to echo, yeah, to build on that, he is, um, there's like a, I feel like we don't often see, even though we can, because he's such a good actor, but like the, his fear um, and, and uh, pain and concern and like, and the way he's working that out in a lot of these scenes, like I, mm. I, I don't think we have seen that this on the show yet, really. Like yeah. it's a real, he really is, is uh, um, as everyone is in this episode, I think on uh, taking it to another level here, but that's why yeah. he's so good. Like mm -hmm. he can, as you just said, kind of have all of that in, in one scene where you get the stakes, you get the fear, you get his like drive, his confidence, his like, his vulnerability. He's, uh, he's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah, Maggie, on the along those lines, like one of the things we talked about in next week's episode, when we do the, I think it's next week's episode, the recap of season three, just talk about how amazing season three is because all the yeah. actors really get their due as a performance. And this was like, this was really an, an episode for James where he, we, he got to stretch his his wings more than we'd ever gotten to see him do in, in, in terms of his range as an actor. Absolutely. Which is wild. He just had come off directing as well. Like, like yeah. he's, yeah, he's, he's, um, he's so stupid good. He makes me angry. Else. <laughs> he's something else. <laughs> um, you know so, he feels the I, same way about you and you, Maggie. He loves us all. all of us. He does. He loves us all. But I, I there is I, his, his, the work he does in this, um, I mean, in everything, but in this episode is, and uh, all the arc of, of this is just insane. Yeah. Um, hold on. And I also, the scene that he has with Allie is uh, also, like, she's so incredible in that scene, but also his, like, having to to be so still and listen and have everything going on that he knows is going on, but trying to get information and trying to figure stuff out. Um, again, Mel, I would say too, had like, uh, there was a lot of space in these scenes, you know, we're a fun show. We move really fast and, but like, and this had that all, all of that. But I also felt like there were these long scenes that just got to breathe when we got to know people. We, I mean, we get, we have Mary, we introduce the character, but we also feel like we know Mary, like mm. you bring that too. By the end of the episode, I could go on. I am going on, but like. It's the greatest thing about. The psychologists are in a psych rewatch podcast, we if I do down. say so ourselves, yeah. is getting to go back and watch these episodes and really just fall in love with these actors and actresses again. Yeah. And just realize, it, not that we've forgotten, but just truly get to see an example of how dynamite a cast this is. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, Yang then Like a scene coming up. Oh, Yeah. Yang uh, then hands Sean the detonator and she turns herself in. Madeline, who's now safe, insists that Sean keep his date with Abigail. Sean leaves to get popcorn for their date. Um, so sweet. And Juliet approaches him. She tells him how impressed she is with him. Okay, and hang on. Before you start jumping over, I have to say, Maggie, you are... This is such an iconic scene for 
you as an actress and O'Hara, the character. Thank you just you, you literally made me cry watching this episode, oh, watching this scene. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And your, your, your speech about, um, was it the good things in life aren't always easy? Yeah. yeah. I know all that has resonated with so many of your fans because people are constantly putting that up in memes on um, the Instagram because you're so dynamite good at this. Oh my and God. the vulnerability you show here, like to switch back and forth to something to that was just as if we needed to be reminded how great an actress you oh, are, Maggie. Damn. Truly, Maggie. This scene yeah. just killed me. Y'all are so yeah. sweet. Thank you. This yeah. was a, I felt like, a, uh, I felt like I'd at this point been given very fun, undercover, comedic, you know, sides to things. And I felt like I, I felt like Andy and James wrote the shit out of the emotional stuff in this episode. I mean, to get to be able to play something like this too. So I was just over the moon. And honestly, it was all on the page. Like you read those words and it's not, how is it not emotional? It. Like it is, it's true Stop though. It. it was so No, the gift, the gift we've been given, like the gift that Stephen James gave me in Tuesday the 17th, getting to go those deeps and play those oh, notes that I never got Tim. to play before. Just like you getting to play these. Like we've seen certainly the sweetness and the, affection that um juliet has for sean in the end of derby and that that couple's date which that couple's skate which still kills me every time i think about it but this was a whole new levy level yeah like there's a sweetness that had been always there between juliet and sean but this was uh this was like a depth uh that they were uh adding to the which could again could have been so overplayed oh my god but you didn't you just laid it in you laid it in so low and Mm -hmm. under the under the radar it was and then beautifully, you that, that lovely turn once, once he drops the uh, shoe about yeah. Abigail. Yeah. It, it, then you play, the, it it's, it's becomes, instead of like, ah, painful, it's, it's kind of funny and you take it well and you kind of encourage him and it's yeah. just such a Yeah, you go out there and get her. She's not going to wait forever. Just, yeah. that's what, that's the one that really got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Because also, we know you're talking about you too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Here's a little Buster. fun fact. The movie, the movie posters in behind you or that are framed behind you, one of which yeah. is the rage in Paris, which is fitting because we know how much you love Paris. Yeah, that's true. One of the others is a uh, Abbott Costello movie. Oh my god, I didn't even catch that. That's so funny. Costa I love funny. that. And my favorite though is um, William Powell, Carol Lombard, My Mom Godfrey. One of my favorite screwball oh. comedy movies. Powell is my favorite comedic actor of this golden age. I, I'm sure those were chosen on purpose. I wonder who picked. I wonder if it was Andy. Because I mean, we always talk about how this truly is, a, the psych is a screwball comedy. Yeah. Sean leaves to get popcorn from for their date and Juliet approaches him. She tells him how impressed she is with him and finally asks him on a date. Then we all punch our TVs and flip our tables <laughs> because her timing is horrible and Sean is already going out with someone. Uh, Devin, I can't believe we got talking about it and I we almost didn't even read that part. And flip our tables. That's so funny. Sean then leaves, returning to Abigail, finally ready to take her seriously after 13 years of making her wait. This was so sweet. The Toblerone, the thing, the whole thing. Oh, I, even before, though, talking about that, those turns that this episode somehow is able to marry, it's like yeah. I really thought he was going to tell Abigail sorry. Yeah. It, something just happened. Yeah. And he plays it so fucking well. And she plays it well, too. Like, I, she oh. believes it. And then all of a sudden, <gasps> we're talking yeah. about fluffy popcorn. I have chills. I know. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. Uh, and so good. And I, 
That is, popcorn. he does the right thing. Popcorn, yeah. Pop popcorn. Her. How do you feel about popcorn? popcorn. I like it. I like it very much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like it. And that's and a the very movie they're Sean watching, thing. as they're watching the drive-in, it's W.C. Fields. Again, classic comedy. The movie's called It's a Gift, which I thought was a perfect... So I think the ending shot is of the title card of the movie they're watching, It's a Gift, which is um, oh. so fitting for what this scene is and what this episode was. An episode. And the, the stage of their relationship, of it being a gift of Sean and Abigail finally being reunited. And, and, and the gift that uh, Gus, after that whole day, he couldn't possibly leave his best friend. Obviously, he's going to be there with them. It's just the sweetest. It's perfect. It's perfect. Like, it really is. It's, it's one of those. I was watching. I'm like, good God. Um, uh, Jimmy, I, I, we, have a, we have several fan questions because when we put out that, yes, Tim. So I got one before we get to this. Um, there's, yeah. When Mary says goodbye to the boys, and he's so crestfallen yeah. that he, he's, his hobby of 13 years oh, has been solved. Yeah. And James says two words, racquetball, which is the beginning of, of the racquetball runner. The racquetball runner. In one of the movies, don't we see you in a racquetball? Um, you're in a racquetball outfit, aren't yeah. you? In, in, in the, uh, Yen. Yeah. In, yeah, in the... the, the Mystery and Presents. The musical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. also, though, um, the gear at your funeral. They were, in, they're wearing the gear. They're yeah. wearing the gear. That's right. And then you have it in the musical. That's right. Yes. yes. Oh. Speaking of that, um, before we wrap it up, um, the episode. So you had the big man on recently, right? Or he's, he's coming yes. out soon? He was, my, he was my co-host a couple weeks ago. There's really no, it's, you can't really communicate to people how sweet such a big man can be. Yeah. Yeah, and big in so many ways. Like, he created the show. He's, he's responsible for so much of the content, and he's the tallest man, and his heart is as big as his body. Um, and so do you guys know, do you talk to him much about, does he score th this? Um, oh, the music was something I wrote down, actually, to talk about. Um, Did you notice that it's, I never noticed, as far as I can tell, I'm singing... Uh, the song, uh, I'm here beside you yeah. to guide you. That tune is in this episode. What? Okay. There's scoring to this episode that I'm positive is the same sequence of notes that are then later used for Mary's song oh my God. to bring Yang to heaven. We have to ask Steve. Steve definitely wrote the music for the musical. Um, yes. The, but as and far so as he pulled that shit. From what five years prior, whenever that episode was. Oh, I'm sure that's not just a like, coincidence. Yeah, that's no, on it can't purpose. Be. But no then way. it's just like, oh, of course Steve Franks was doing that. Oh. And knew he with he his was doing musical that. mind, that was not a mistake. No, of course not. He is. I was just like, I, got, I started listening, and, you know, this is season three, and I was just like, oh, he knew. He knew the whole time. It's like Kaiser Soze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. That's fucking great. Oh, I, I don't it's know. Crazy. No, Sorry. It's crazy. Yeah, that so is, that, that, needs, that needs to be, uh, attention must be paid. Attention must be paid and good ear. My I favorite line from Death of a Salesman, by the way. I thought what? it might be. Attention must be paid. Well, you know, Tim, you are a well-liked boy. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. All right. We have some fan questions. Okay. Um, was this episode more stressful to film since it was focused on a serial killer? 
I mean, I would say, yeah, I would say the stakes felt, I, I, I'd say for all of us, there was a bit more anxiety to the, to the scenes, maybe. Yeah. I would counter with whatever anxiety we're feeling was alleviated by the love of Jimmy Simpson being there. Oh That's true. You guys. Mm-hmm. It's true. I'm generally, I'm generally either profiling or playing serial killers, so it, it, it wasn't more stressful for me. Plus, you guys were so delightful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> did you? Did we know during this episode that there would be a yin? I, uh, did we know this was going to be a trilogy? I think we had some idea, some hope for that. I don't know if we knew for sure, but I feel like James's plan and, and Andy's plan was to have this be a runner. If yes. we could. I feel yeah. like Jamas would have known. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, he he his he was definitely like, we're going to start a thing now. Yeah. We're, we're, we're bringing you. We're bringing you on board. What was the inspiration for Mary Lightly? The, that, was, that was James. Which James. part? But I have, I have this question for you. Was there any, any, like, anything you pulled from, any, like, movie character, anything that you, that you were sort of like, oh, I, that, I don't know. You yeah, there, well, um, honestly, it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, um, I, I like to describe like a good script as a, a, a little jungle gym, like a, a bad script is you're sitting there in the yard and you can, well, I can spin around and I could do, I could try to do a backflip on my own, but that's what I can do. But if you give me a jungle gym, I can do swings and furl mm. around and do crazy things because you've given me the structure on which to play. And so that's what Mary Lightly always was. Every script was just like, my God, just an embarrassment of riches. And so just kind of going with what they've put and trying to make it as uh, specific as possible. And Can fun. I talk a, a quick side note about Mary yeah. and you real quick? Um, so as we've mentioned on the podcast before, I just flew back from England. Mm. And uh, one of the things I did on my flight back was I rewatched Psych 2 mm. and I fought the ambient just so I could stay up and see your scene in the, in the baby bouncer. It's just, because yeah. it was, it's, it's so, it. it's such, you are such gold in that, Jimmy. I, I bet it was actually very, I bet it was, per, it feels like the perfect scene to watch just, just entering the ambient haze. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> or or terrifying, one of the two, the but like, James oh. was so high. Oh my God. So, yes, they, oh, that was so funny. What a so funny. But I, yeah, I had you, and I, I, I sent Maggie a picture at the screenshot yeah. I took of her in one of the scenes. It's like, I had you on my, on my flight. So my friends were on my flight, my flight home with me. Yeah. Yeah, um, slipping me into um, ambient, a nice ambient induced sleepy time. James, James was like, I, I, I got to come up with a way to get you back. I think maybe tripping. I don't know. Something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Yes. <laughs> and it works. It always works. And no one questions it. Um, what was the best section of the episode to shoot? I, I, I think I know for me, but the whole. What, the was, whole it, what was it? Probably the the ending when yeah, we're all think? together. Well, I mean, I mean, from like all of us arriving at the drive-in, like all of that kind of like, uh, yeah. But um, what would be yours, Jimmy? What would be yours, Tim? You go, Tim. I I, I was gonna uh, agree with Max. The drive-in scene because it it was like it was a fun, cold, rainy night. Yeah. In, on a night shoot. There was, I'm sure there was hot chocolate. I'm sure there was something in the hot chocolate that was not just cocoa and sugar. What? I'm just having, I'm taking a shot in the dark <laughs> of that one. 
Jimmy. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a fun camp night. It was fun. Um, I would say it was that, that intro with, uh, with the whole gang when I just kind of had to present myself and in front of all these strange officers and be who I was. And, and, you know, just being able to say my name is Mary was the <laughs> highlight of, of my acting career. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Maggie, did you do all of your own stunts like you did with the trap door in this episode? Oh, interesting. Um, I don't really remember the stunts in this episode that I had to do, but I do. I know in Yin I did that one, but I, I did the trap door, but I don't. Did I have a stunt in this one? I don't think I did. But I, I, I love that you think that I did, whoever asked this question, <laughs> and that I did it myself. <laughs> so, um, Tim. Well, they, this episode I, doesn't really touch on it, but you'll have me back maybe for Yang Presents, and we can talk about, because yeah. one of my favorite parts of Mary is the developing fascination with Lassiter. Um, <laughs> you know, but with her lines, you really are errors, uh, all are errors. You really all are errors. Oh, you just, you just manhandled me. <laughs> Mary's growing fondness of being near and close to Lassie is one of my favorites. It's so good. But, um, sorry, continue on this so episode. So good. Oh, we're so happy. Oh, of course, Jimmy. Jimmy, we'll have you back as, as we much as we should be can. so lucky. Oh, my oh, God, yes. I'll be here. Tim, what are we calling Gus's yellow sweater color? That's one of the fan questions. Um, I, um, I was still too... Um, Happy about um, Maggie's oceanized blues sweaters right. to even focus on Gus's yellow. We're gonna think about it and get when and come is back he, to you. What scenes is he wearing yellow? It's the whole episode. I think he has a uh, a yellow. I think he has a jacket on at one point. And but uh, there's is it a V neck? I feel like it might be like mustard color. Okay, how did you get a train? And how fast was it going when they chased after it? Do you remember this? Because I, I, I remember the train. I don't know how we did that at that train station, but you were the one who had to do the stunt stuff with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, again, it was just like you guys blocked off an entire train track and had hired a train. And, it, you know, I think it's kind of evident. It's not going especially fast. But, um, <laughs> but it was moving. Uh, I would say it was like maybe, maybe six to ten miles an hour. Okay. Yeah. That's um, no joke, though. It's, it's, it, it was a bit a of a heft to get yeah. up onto the, the, the train platform, especially. I can't believe they let you do with that without. Um, I, I was watching, like, how are they actually letting actors jump on a moving train? Yeah. 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 Things it's are crazy. different in Canada, I guess. <laughs> it was yeah. so fun, though. It was so fun. I love that um, scene. Because the content, I mean, anything's fun when you have the, the, the content that the scripts of Psych always had. Yeah. All, the, all of whatever, whatever. I mean, in, again, and Yang presents, there's so much running that we have to do. Yes. Running across that field with the North by Northwest references. Yeah. And God, it was just so fun to say those lines out of breath. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're just so funny. <laughs> they are. It's good. Uh, the Ryan, reinvigorated Ryan Reynolds career. That's <laughs> just so good. It does add a, 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 a bit more impact to the, to the words. Um, and you do it so well. Mm, All right. Do we think Sean made the right decision turning Juliet down? Absolutely. He made the right decision. Well, would you call it turning down or would you call it informing that right now is, is a bad time? It's about timing. You All know, the it's things about have timing. to happen. Yeah. Everything, as you learn as you get older, everything is about timing. 
And so if the timing is not right, it would have been it would have been weird. Then it would have put too much pressure on that date for you guys. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I've given up this. This better work. I think it. I think yeah. It yeah, I think he had to go explore that with that under. I mean, that long history with Abigail. Yeah, just, he did. Sh- and just shut, shut that, shut it down. That's all we're saying. Well, you have to sometimes go back to to remember and or sometimes go back to like complete something. And that was yeah. un- it was a frayed wire. It was like an incomplete thing. So there wouldn't have been room for Juliet if that piece wasn't complete for him as exactly. much. Exactly. You know? Right. Yeah. You got so it. On the money. Absolutely. Well said. Ed- Eddie money. <laughs> you guys, that's it for the questions. We did the episode. Jimmy, I don't want to say goodbye. I know. Um, I'm so- obsessed with just looking at you guys. Same. I love that we're all we're we we did this, and I again thank you so much for your. I know your schedule is just nuts. It means the world that we got to have you, and it will to the psychos as well for this episode. We have legit been so excited about you, and specifically this episode all week long. Oh my! I've been excited since like the beginning because I want to get like the beginning of doing this podcast because I wanted to get to these episodes. Like, I mean, yes, we've had. A couple of we had Mike Weston on for his in season mm-hmm. one, and you know, but it was like I can't wait to have Jimmy. And psychos, yeah. I gotta tell you, season four of the Psychologist Rin, a psych we watch podcast, <laughs> is gonna be beyond off the rails, kick ass. Yeah, because it's an amazing season, and um, my co-host is the most amazing Maggie Lawson. How could it be bad? The most amazing. I've been excited to do the show since I I started listening. Uh, season two, and and I was just like, oh Jimmy, my god, to our show, Maggie. They're just, it's like, it's like, right. oh, they're they're being them, and it's so fun and good <laughs> and funny. It's just, it's just you guys are you, and so I've been just so excited to get on, and just share the space with you, and talk about some stuff that we love, and shower each other with um, adoration because yeah. it's true, man. I, psych is is a singular experience for me, and for a lot of programs it's just it feels like a family I, I got invited into a family and i'm so grateful you're a part of the family and mm. we love I am you still so much. giddy that we are friends jimmy oh my god timothy same my same. mom's so jealous that i get to talk to you more jimmy we love you so much love you guys so so much thank you for doing this tim i love you too i cannot wait to listen to this episode myself as a fan i know <laughs> i know same. me too same bye When I tell you I audibly screamed when Jimmy joined our recording, I am not lying. Uh, I I just think that was the perfect way to sign off on season three. We love you so much, Jimmy. As always, thank you to all of you for listening to episode 16 of The Psychologist Are In. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at The Psychologist Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. And check out our Patreon for full videos of the episodes and more at patreon.com slash psychologist are in. We will see you next week where we will talk about some of our favorite episodes from season three. Uh, and of course, we will have another love fest uh, before going into season four. We love you all so much, so much. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.